Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Souls and Stardust podcast with Shannon and Mio. We have a very, very special guest today. And we're super excited because she's our first time ever having a guest on the show. And she's amazing. Yeah. So we want to introduce. Yes, you're our first guest. Meet Seven, Black Girl Magi. If you're on Instagram. Yeah. It's an amazing, amazing astrologer, researcher, girl get to the bottom of things and break it down to you like nobody's business she's a translator for the people of our time you know making astrology applicable to our lives and it's not just sun sign astrology she gets down dirty she's got a patreon she's got free stuff on her (laughs) instagram like she's got it all going on right now so we wanted to definitely invite her in and support her for everything that she's doing and all her hard work she's putting in on this so uh Welcome seven. Hi, like you're like literally tearing me up. <laughs> oh, we, I was, we were so excited when we like, when I first met you and then I was like, we got to get her, we need to have her on. We need to have some discussions about astrology and how you're doing things. Cause when I watch you, I'm like, gosh, she's so practical and mm-hmm. how she breaks the stuff down that it's completely applicable to your life. It's not super esoteric and it's totally applicable and understandable. And I just love that about you. Plus you're just like, you're so, you just tell it like it is. And half the time I'm just dying laughing watching you. Cause I'm like, damn, she is just telling it straight. <laughs> yeah. On my like Patreon, when I'm doing my astro lectures, I'm normally saying things that are inappropriate. I'm like, yep, that's recorded. Okay. Well, <laughs> well you're, you're in good company. Cause we say inappropriate things all the time. And, <laughs> and I love like, you both. I'm so grateful that you have me here. Like for real, both of you individually, I've gotten to know. And I think that like through your work online and it has just been a pleasure that I got to sit down with you all and that we did the past life regression together. Yeah. Shannon, you're amazing. Like for real, you're you're really good at what you do. And I'm so excited to talk about that more. And Mio, you have been a friend from the first time. Like not everybody who comes to like my IG lives and like comments on my page ends up becoming like a friend, but you became like a instant friend. And I just really appreciate all of the Taurus in you. Yes, (laughs) I'm here for it. And I'm glad to have cross paths with you through um I think I saw you through like the chamber of cannabis first or Jodeci posting or I can't remember but it was all like around this whirlwind of a time and then when I saw your page and like as soon as you started speaking I was like oh like we're supposed to be friends (laughs) I'm supposed to know her and then finding out we have very similar like the Leo moon and the 12th house and you know all this heavy Virgo in, in our first house kind of stuff and so there's like this like immediate of like, okay, I get you. (laughs) You guys, you guys understand each other. It's so cool to watch too. Like you just, you speak a language that is uh, instantly recognizable between the two of you. So yeah. And seven would be like the speaker where she's, you know, the, the language just comes out and she probably knows all the deep words and stuff. I'm like (laughs) the conversationalist Spanish. Like I can get us around the country. (laughs) Well, I mean, it has everything to do, and I know y'all probably touched on human design up here before. Just a little bit. A little bit. So, like, I'm a one three, and the one, the one part of me, like, needs to understand the foundation 
of anything. And mm -hmm. then you add that I'm also a projector. So I'm very specific in a very like tunnel vision focus. So like my astro sister, shout out to Melissa Lastrology and uh, Jazz House of Chiron. Both yes. of them are like manifesting generators. So they just, they really want to become like the target of spirituality. They just want to mm -hmm. go, you want to go to one place and just have all the things there. For me, they know like when you come to my shop, it's astrology. Yep. Yep. That makes That's sense. Like <laughs> um, and before we get, you know, before we get started, started, uh, would you like to tell the people how they can find you and how they can work with you and all of that good stuff? Oh, yes, please. Um, you can find me on IG, uh, on Instagram. It's black girl magi with two eyes on Instagram. So I am not like a robot and I'm definitely not sliding in your DMs talking about beloved. I, I saw your orbs <laughs> and that is, that is, if it, if that's happening, We both had fake me. accounts created for us. <laughs> ate it, ate it. Okay. So yes, it is black girl magi with two eyes on Instagram, black girl magi 9928 on YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel. Oh, um, yeah. where I dive in a little bit more into some of the topics that I talk about that I can't dive into on Instagram. Also, I have a TikTok page, which is also under Black Girl Magi. So everything's under Black Girl Magi. And for the Patreon, if you're interested in learning astrology, like learning it, where it's outside of pop astrology, it's outside of the sun sign stuff, because that stuff is not going to get you power. Mm -hmm. But as far as the astrology that I'm speaking on, this is the stuff that will help you understand time. It will mm. actually help you understand the beliefs and the physical realm that we live in. And I do a lot of alchemy along with it so that you can actually practically practice astrology instead of it just being this personality description. So that's on my Patreon. Uh, the tiers are $10, $20, and $50, just depending on which one you want to do. And um, it's under Black Girl Magi as well. I'm super excited because I know that was a big thing to get ready and to launch for you. I think there was like, like when you were aiming for like birthday or something like that last year, where you're like, this is what I'm doing for myself. And I was like, fuck yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited when I see people step into their, their power and, and into what they're supposed to be doing because you see the alignment and then you just see it just blow up where you're like, she's doing exactly what she's supposed mm -hmm. to be doing. Yeah, you can see the expansion in the energy field too, and just how everything radiates. And yeah. I love that you're making it so practical and so uh, accessible for people. Because me personally, I you know I'm not nearly as adept at astrology as the two of you are. I dabble. I'm learning things here and there. And whenever I think about diving into astrology, I'm like, oh my god, it's so overwhelming. There's so much to learn. And I love it when people are like, Hey, I'm going to break this down in simple steps for you. And so making it accessible for people to learn about is so important and empowering. And I love that you're coming from a place of like, let's use this to help mm -hmm. your life, help inform your life and understand who you are. So you can maximize your potential and work through your challenges as opposed to like, Oh, this is just me. It's my astrology. <laughs> right instead of using it like a cop-out <laughs> like a yeah totally right. yeah. I hate that because people don't use astrology in the best ways and that's the reason why so many people are not able to really in enjoy astrology in a space that's like practical or spiritual or you know what I'm saying because they mm -hmm. just they, they heard about oh I'll, 
I was talking in another interview where the person was just like, people will come up to me and like, I'm a Libra. And then they'll put me in this box of Libra-ness. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't fit everything that you're saying that I am, but you're just convinced that I'm all of these things based off of just this. Like that mm-hmm. doesn't fit. So just- people are, are turned off by astrology because of stuff like that. And I'm here to just like, like get rid of all of it. I want yeah, the like, back Not all Scorpios it. are evil. <laughs> no, not at all. Or Gemini's, or Gemini's. <laughs> no, not at all. Like that's not even the purpose of that energy. Is not exactly to get like all zodiac signs could get evil. They just get evil in different ways. <laughs> right. We are. We're all capable. Everything yeah. I see is on a spectrum. I'm yeah, like sliding scale, sliding scale. One of the things that we want to talk about today was how uh, when Shannon came to town, we did a, a little weekend of different events and activities. And Seven was able to join us for our group past life regression portion, which Shannon uh, graciously guided us through. And we have it on our YouTube channel if you wanted to um, grab your headphones and listen to that. She mm-hmm. uses the Dr. Brian Weiss script. Uh, and then she talked us down for a short meditation. Um, seven, would you like to tell us how did that go for you? What was that oh, like? First of all, like the under, to understand how much Virgo-ness is in me and how this mind of mine just does not stop. Like I, I can't articulate that, you know? So meditation has always been one of those problems for me. I've done really a lot better in Uh, finding other ways to meditate outside of just absence of thought, but it's been very difficult because my mind is built to be busy. That's what it's supposed to do. So in order to get into a past life regression, in order to like relax and get back into those Akashic records that I carry around with me, like I got to chill and that is very hard. (laughs) So having Shannon come through and be able to get me into a space where I was actually able to interact in this way is it's not only like mind blowing because that I got to experience the past life regression, but it opened me up to like stop leaning so much on that left brain and go mm-hmm. more. Does that make sense? I know I have beautiful intuition, but oftentimes I'm so factual yeah. that mm-hmm. it can get in the way. And to be able to open that door and introduce that part of myself to myself was beautiful. So like it was deeper than just past life regression, it was more than that. And I've been able to like have this wonderful interaction with my spiritual S like it's, it's elevated. I've already been spiritual, been, I was a prophet and uh, I was prophesying when I was a Christian, you know what I mean? So like being connected to the portals, is like something I've always, but this way, this is different and I love it. But the other thing is that you all remember, like at the beginning, you put us through our birth. Yeah like what that was all about and you know I to go through that again was like interesting because it's like well you don't really remember but you do right so Mm -hmm. I saw my mom a week later and um my aunt actually picked me up which is my mom's sister and from the airport and she's very much so into these things so I got to just like tell her all these things and she's really trying to figure out how to get ancestors to sit in a room that you can see them and talk to them like that's how far oh, I'm that's so cool I, I, see, I did a past life regression it was awesome <laughs> let me tell you so I was telling her about my like birth and I was like I'm about to ask your sister and see if if this stuff is true and she was like oh my god okay let's do it <laughs> so we're uh, just on the couch and my mom is like chilling I was like mom 
actually my aunt was like don't you have some questions to ask her I'm like Auntie, like we have like we're just chilling <laughs> like relax like, and she was like no I think you have some questions to ask I was like ma ask the questions to ask about my like birth so first of all like the one of the big things that were happening is you asked like where's your mom in the room mm-hmm. and I was like my mom feels away she felt like she was far away and the first thing I saw was my dad's face this close to me. And it was just like, ah, you're here. Like, that's the energy that he had. But my mom felt very far away. And it's like, it feels like she's saying like, is she healthy? Great. And then she just like passed out. So what I found out is that that's exactly what happened. My mom um, went through such a hard labor that as soon as I came out, my dad grabbed me and was just like, oh my God, you're here. I can't believe you're here. But because it was so hard for her, he was like, baby, I will not like make you go through this ever again. We, there's two kids after me, oh. but that didn't stick. At the moment. He was like, I didn't know it was going to be this bad. And she was like, is she healthy? And he was like, yeah, oh my God. she's here. He's like, good. And then she went to sleep. I was not held oh. by my mom for the first 12 hours of being on the planet. Wow. Uh, That's why she- Until the next day. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's bonding time. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. That you felt it and saw it in the regression too though. Right. Like- Yep. Oh, that's wild. I had to and as a baby, telling that whole story. Yeah. As a baby, you felt like she was far away and that makes total sense. There was no um, immediate bond. Yeah. You went from in the womb to f- distance yes. instead of being on her chest and held and warm. Like that's wild. I love, I love that you were able to see that. I love that you were able to remember that. And then Someone like you in your Virgoness <laughs> needs that validation right. for your for your intuitive experience to know that that's true and accurate and possible for you to access in an accurate way. So I love that you were able to have that whole validation experience. It was beautiful. I mean, there's more, but I don't I don't I don't want right. to take up too much time. It was just that was one of the big ones. I'm like, I, there's no way that I could have known that. Like my right. mom didn't tell me, you know? And right. I mean, mm-hmm. that's for the reason she didn't want to like, like I didn't touch you girl until yeah. <laughs> I sleep. like, you know what I mean? I guess that's why she never told me, but I never it knew. I didn't probably know. never I even got brought up before, or right. there's probably been no reason to ask. Exactly. And with my moon being in the 12th house, astrologically, it also helps to understand why I'm having those issues with like mothering uh-huh. issues. Yeah things, all of that. So it's, it all ties in. And so it, again, it's not just the past life regression. It also ties into other things that I'm studying specifically astrology. Oh, yeah. I love how it's all connected. It just never ceases to amaze me how it connects so many more dots than just the one you were thinking it would connect for you. Yeah. Cause I know I went in open-minded to the past life regression as well. Like, you know, I've done a, a, quote, real one with you that lasted a few hours. And so I was like, I just, I'm excited to do this to see. It was almost like an update. Maybe I'll see something else. Maybe not. And then I totally saw myself as like a man off in the desert exiled, like half naked and like watch this entire lifetime. And like, I was like, oh shit, it was a whole different life than I ever saw before in any other meditation. So, well, and what's interesting about your experience in that that meditation that we did was that you saw yourself exiled, but it was, you thought by choice, like you chose to leave 
some kind of institutional organization. You think it was the military. So you made a moral choice to remove yourself from something and to live as you independently. And that's completely relevant for your mm-hmm. life, <laughs> this go around. So that also amazes me. Like we're never shown anything that's not relevant to what we're going through in right. this current life. That's wild. So it's super wild. It's awesome. And then yeah. seven, you got to see your husband in another life. I did. <laughs> I came home and told him about it and he wanted to immediately meet you, Shannon. He was like, oh my God, can we do it? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I'll, I'll call, but you're booked, you know, cause you're good. So that's that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I came back and let him know like the past life that I saw very short. Like I, I was a teenage boy. I was hanging out with this teenage boy. We were in some like Greece or like, you know, land like that. Yeah. And, It was very Mediterranean blue in the back and we were chilling and everything. And then like we were wrestling and then we looked each other in the eye and they got like, oh my God, I think I like you. I I like you too kind of thing, but it never went anywhere. Then we both joined the army of whatever war we were doing. We were kicking ass. And every time we left to go to war, we got to be together like in love. But when we came back, we had to be like with our our wives. So crazy. Can we cut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, We can cut all the time. Got yeah. it with our wives here. And then, you know, every time we would leave to go to battle, that's cool. But then I saw him like die in battle and I was just distraught. And I remember being at the funeral, like my beautiful wife, she was brunette, long hair. And I was just like, I don't care about her. Like the love of my life is gone. Mm-hmm. So I divorced her and I left the military and I was like, I'm going. They were like, well, you're gonna like, <laughs> they're gonna come for you. I'm like, well, then kill me. Cause then I get to be with him. But if I, if not, then I'm out. and then I left and I ended up finding a library and get, got to teach people out That's in the middle of nowhere. Crazy. That was my life. <laughs> and that was my husband. <laughs> and I got back, I came back with him. So yeah. I'm here to be with him. That's you are amazing. to continue where you left off in a, you know, a similar type of partnership, but different circumstances. Yeah. It's so cool. All right. Uh, was there anything else we wanted to add on to that? I mean, it was just a pretty cool experience and I love, I love doing the past life regressions just because it opens up that little Mm-hmm. that other side of you that you're like, it like when we talk about everything everywhere all at once and how yeah. she's like, doo, 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 doo. she's just flipping in between her lives. That's what it feels like sometimes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, think, I think that's actually what is happening and we just have to be open to the possibility that, that that's true. Right. Rather than discounting it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, even in you guys, I have to say this, it'll take two minutes yesterday morning. Uh, my younger son, Oe, he's super empathic and pretty psychic to the point where he can read my mind. Most times I was in the shower and he got up out of bed and he sat, like he joined, he like sat on the toilet while I was taking a shower and he's just talking to me. And he's like, mom, do you think like when we're dreaming, he has wild dreams. He's like, do you think like when we're dreaming, we're actually leaving our body and going into body somewhere else and having that experience. And I was like, get the fuck out. This kid is onto something. And then he's like, and I said, you know what? I can get on board with that. I think we do travel that way. I think we're actually experiencing a lot of different things in different dimensions. Mm -hmm. And, but for him to connect the dots, like, I think I'm actually living someone else's life or my life in another body when we're dreaming. And that's wild. I know. And then he went even further. He's like, what do you think deja vu is? Is it us recognizing ourselves in another body or in another place? And I'm like, dude, 
That's deep. <laughs> he's nine. He's not. He's he's a Virgo moon, Virgo rising too. <laughs> I love us. I do. I love anyone so who has like, that's out there. You are part of my tribe, and it is. He's calculating. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Cause I never, and that's the thing, like, even with weeds, like when I, when I smoke, mm-hmm. like it's, I'm already thinking like that. So like, it, it puts me way out there and I'm just like, oh my God, are we, are we real? Are we real? <laughs> I freak out. I freak out. But I'm with you. I, I saw somebody just recently along those lines, talk about how the internet is just us. All these different timelines are yelling at each other. That's oh. what's happening internet just everybody oh. different timelines and they're just they come on the internet and they're just like this is what I'm experiencing and then somebody's like no that's not reality like yeah it's actually reality and it's like no that's not it so that everybody's just like yelling at each other because they're on these different timelines and I just I love that I could talk yeah. about that all day so like oh, would- that makes a yeah. lot of sense it does make a lot of sense that just made my brain kind of explode a little bit in a great direction so I'm gonna have to sit with that for a little bit but it makes sense, right? right? Like why wouldn't, why couldn't we converge in a singularity and all express our different experiences of different realities? And they're all real to each person. Yeah. So that's why we're so like, well, no, this is my, my <laughs> human experience. How are you going to tell me this is not my human experience? Yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. So exactly. <sighs> it goes into so much, like even, uh, cause they're shared realities, right. That we're all having mm-hmm. not all, but a lot of us are having, mm-hmm. And they're like people who are not experiencing that shared reality because they're not into that timeline for whatever reason. And they're just like 10 foot, like two, 10, to- ugh, 10 toes down. And they're just like, no, like yep. that's not what's going on. And you're like, but like a thousand people are saying yes. Right. <laughs> you right, have to give right. passion to that person because you're like, well, you're probably not experiencing that. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So this might be a, a good time to segue into our topic that we were going to talk about today mm-hmm. with, um, Pluto and Saturn, because these are generational, long affected planets and energies. And so I thought this, that would be a great topic. Not, I didn't think it up, but when you said, Hey, let's talk about this. I was like, Oh, this is perfect because this is not the one-on-one let's talk about your moon and Mercury. This is like, Mm -hmm. well, let's talk about these things that are affecting all of us as a whole, essentially. Um, so well, let's jump into Pluto and Capricorn and let's light talk reading. about, you know, light, light reading. <laughs> like the Pluto and Capricorn situation. Well, first of all, I'm so excited that y'all are doing this because y'all are really setting up your listeners to be in a really good space of like review and planning because collectively we're going to go through a shift. Mm-hmm. When we're having Pluto move, well, let's start with Saturn. We're moving from Saturn going into Aquarius, I mean, not into, into Aquarius, in Aquarius, into Pisces. Mm-hmm. Saturn has been in its uh, ruled sign. It's been very strong for like the last five or six years. So ever since the end of 2017 to March of this year, we have experienced very Saturnian things collectively. And doing a review of like what that is before we move into another like section or chapter of our life is going to be so helpful to so many people because when the landscape starts to change, 
people need to know like, oh, okay, like it's going to shift a little bit, but I'm going to be okay. Like, cause I understand the changes that are happening. Mm-hmm. Not just Saturn going into Pisces where it's leaving its very strong signs that it's in, but Pluto is now moving from Capricorn to Aquarius and Pluto's been in Capricorn ever since Barack Obama was president. Yeah. November. <laughs> I was looking the dates up and it was November, 2008. And that then- was right after he was elected. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. November 2008 to January 2024 for Pluto mm-hmm. and Cap. And that's changed. Pluto's changed, right? Like it's changing. So Pluto yeah. will be going into uh Aquarius the beginning March. Of March and June. I took my notes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I might need to write this down so that I don't mess up. Otherwise, seven will be like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's Pluto March and June 2023 before going for good in January 2024. And Pluto, just for our listeners, because a lot of them have like zero clue about astrology, uh, Pluto, planet of change, right? Death and, and destruction and rebuilding. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like transformation. I think of Pluto as transformation. Yeah. It's like the demo team that comes in just like, <laughs> all right, we're wrecking shit, but we're going to, don't worry, your kitchen's going to look better after we're done. Well, and there yeah. was like a year ago, there was the big hubbub about like America's chart. Pluto was having a return, right? The Pluto right. return. And yeah. so everybody is like, oh, we're fucked, right? As a nation, we're fucked. <laughs> and that's the thing about like astrology. So many people love using fear to like yeah, get- Exactly. And it's just like, sometimes it's not that serious. Like it really isn't, especially if we're talking about mundane astrology. Mundane astrology is talking about the actual astrology of a city or a town mm-hmm. or a country, you know? So it's going to happen to America, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to affect you at all. You right. right. So yep. that's one thing, but yes, I, I love using Pluto as like a force initiation. Like that's a word that I really love using because it's like, like the tower card. It's like yes! shit's gonna happen and you have to experience it and, and sure. see your way through. Buckle up. <laughs> the the hidden and, and and mysterious stuff. Like because Pluto, it takes like 200 some odd years to go through all of the zodiac. Mm -hmm. So like we experienced Pluto or saw Pluto when it was in cancer. So we haven't even seen it or observed it going through all of the Zodiac signs. Of course, it's been Mm -hmm. here. It's been doing it. But we haven't as humans have observed it long enough to see it go through all 12 Zodiac signs. So with that being said, with Pluto in this forced initiation for your listeners, I would say you need to find out what your Aquarius house is, where Mm -hmm. it is in your specific chart in order to personalize this information that we're talking about, because it's going to affect that house. It's going to affect that specific house. And each house has its own topics or themes. And that's what it's going to focus on. So for me, the Aquarius energy is in the sixth house. So Pluto is moving from my fifth house of like sex and kids and pleasure and um, hobbies and stuff like that to now it's going to my sixth house of work and labor and health, health and wellness. Nice. Ah, ah, so fun. (laughs) (laughs) So there's going to be some type of initiation, some forced initiation that's going to happen with me personally around Mm -hmm. my health or my work environment or the labor that I put in every day uh, in order for like my career to be supported. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah. I don't and know then, what that fourth initiation is going to be, especially because I'm getting a square to my own Pluto. <gasps> good things. Good things. All good things. You're getting a renovation. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna shine like a star. It's gonna be That's awesome. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I have I have a question then because my Aquarius, like Aquarius, is uh, both in my eighth and my ninth houses in my chart in my natal chart. So yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. And. Um, my moon is in my eighth house in Aquarius. So again, I don't know the, the intricacies of the houses, but I'm thinking that I'm going to have to be looking at twice as much stuff in terms of how Pluto is going to affect me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking, I'm looking at her chart and I'm like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes. So what in the eighth house, right. And I'm a traditional astrologer, which we have different ideologies (laughs) for those who are uh, a modern astrologer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in modern astrology, they do the ABCs to the houses where Aries is in the first house, uh, Aquarius is in the 11th. Um, traditional astrologers don't subscribe to that. So the different, the meanings can be different. So let gotcha. me just say that out loud. So just in case if you're having to look somewhere else and they're like, no, they're saying the houses are this. I'm a traditional astrologer. So I'm getting these definitions from like the ancients and the ancestors, not necessarily from the modern rulerships. Mm-hmm. So for the, the eighth house, this is where we're talking about your intimacy. This is where we're talking about shared resources. And this is where we're talking about, it's the house of death in traditional astrology, but it's not like death where you're gonna die. Like it's no. death where it could be facing things that feel like death, like trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be like a rebirth of some sort, which is what I would say if, if Pluto is going to be in there, there's a rebirth of something that's going to be happening specifically around maybe intimacy or maybe a trauma you've been carrying and trying to figure out how I get rid of this, you know, energy in my body or in my mind, whatever. There's a transformation. That's why people love to put Scorpio in that particular house. There's a right. transformation that's going to happen where there's a rebirth. Um, and in that particular situation. In the ninth house, we're talking about publishing, um, foreign cultures, traveling, um, I mean, universities, like going back to school to get like master's degrees. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this is the house of God. So this is like your spirituality. Mm. So for me, the ninth house definitely plays into like, whenever I'm looking at my clients, I'm like, oh, I know what your beliefs are when it comes to like, abstract things like religion so mm-hmm. if we're in, in if we're doing the pluto into the ninth house we're doing forced initiation around spirituality yeah okay cool yeah your pluto's gonna be heavy heavy because you're um it's it's finishing up capricorn and it's like at the beginning degrees of your eighth house yeah excellent so i always see the eighth house as like the price we have to pay for things it's like oh. the tax the tax that we pay on life you know, we, like I you're saying, forced, initi- forced initiation. Well, this is the, pay- you got to pay the piper, you know, <laughs> this, these are the fees. <laughs> I like that because it is also uh, a portal to Hades. <laughs> it sounds so bad. The it's underworld, just- right? But yeah. that's where, you, that's where you go to like, do your shadow work. You got to, right. yeah. yeah. Right. right. It's the entry portal. The exit portal out of Hades is the second house, but the entry portal is the eighth house. That makes sense. Yep. So you're just going underworld. And what they felt the underworld was, was not this Christian mythology thing that we all like experience in, especially in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. It is just rest. 
Like you don't, you're not getting punished in Hades. Like, right. We're horrible. Right. But if you're, everybody goes to Hades when they die, everybody, no one goes to Mount Olympus or heaven. Everybody goes to Hades when they die in that particular context. So there's different parts of Hades that you go to depending on like what you were doing, but it's not hell in the sense it's the underworld going back to source. You mean it's not a burning lake of fire with gnashing of teeth that they've been? there's a section like- (laughs) There's a section. (laughs) That's a special reserved section. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to do it, sure. I don't want to go there. I'm cool. <laughs> I don't so this is, this is super cool. So like you can look at your chart and see how this shift of Pluto into Aquarius will affect you individually. But as a collective, we're all experiencing some sort of transformation. It's just going to have different facets to it. Yeah. Sure. And I was going to say also because of Capricorn being traditional and very like our authority figure in a sense. And so what you're going to see happen is like all those 10th house themes of Capricorn, like structure, that's kind of what I think we're seeing as being broken down as like the old way of doing things because Capricorn mm-hmm. is so traditional and Aquarius is not. <laughs> no, it's so, I yeah. think of it as like super out of the box, very unconventional mm-hmm. thinking, super innovative and strange, eccentric. Shit, comes out of nowhere. <laughs> alien. Like I think like you know, the joke is people who are Aquarians think they're ETs, right? Like that's like, they they kind of are quality. (laughs) Yeah. So that's like very different energy. So potentially the initiation or the transformation that we see could be a lot of innovation and people having to get used to things changing, um, in technology, in philosophy and how we do things. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking up that Pluto and Cap and they were saying that back in the 1760s is when uh, Pluto and Cap was the American Industrial Revolution. So if you like to tie in the history with astrology, I like geeking out on that kind of stuff just Mm -hmm. to see what was going on in other periods of our life when these placements, and although they're not exactly the same because there's other things different moving all the time, but just getting an idea because then it says when it ingressed back in 2008 is when we hit our recession. That part. Yes. So, like back in 2008, we had the financial crisis that Barack Obama had to come in and just like, I mean, she's just validating it. I like it. Uh, confirmation of the cat. Um, I it, mean, it, you guys, my cat just is like, she just showed us her butthole. <laughs> she's <laughs> doing stupid <laughs> shit. Like, she got trapped like in this room that I'm in and she's uh, like trying to let me know that she wants out, but <laughs> this means you're going to have to watch the YouTube version of this for this to make sense. <laughs> oh my God. Never a dull moment here. Okay. Um, but the financial crisis happened in 2008 and it kind of made us restructure mm-hmm. like systems, which is what you're talking about. Capricorn energy is about systems and government and things like that. And when you look at what we went through, especially when Saturn joined into the situation, like Trump was like in office and it was just all types of government stuff was being shown to us. And we're just like, there's so many cracks in this thing. We never noticed it before this to that level. It wasn't spotlighted as much. I feel like in our terms of growing up, because you know we're all we're forty, give or take a few years, right? Like, so in our lifetime, everything about the government was very, um, 
controlled and we had this viewpoint of of how things worked and maneuvered and then it was like somebody just pulled the freaking lid off and they're like here (laughs) look at this look at all the loopholes and maybe so just to just because this occurred to me in this moment maybe because we were on this cusp of of capricorn aquarius like being able to see all of the stuff that is not awesome about government or institutions or whatever. It's, is that part of it? Like we are at that cusp of the energy shift and now we're getting to see that because the presidency, you know, the Trump presidency, regardless of where your politics are, it was a very, very different governmental situation and how, how everything was told to us and what we were seeing. And it's, it was kind of a shit show in terms of how information (laughs) was provided, right? And then what we are getting a viewpoint into versus what it had been in years past. That part. And I'm with you on that. Like no matter where you fall on the spectrum of the political the landscape, like you cannot deny that us being updated about political stuff, about political stuff via Twitter was very right. <laughs> and- very new. So- well, but that's very, that's Aquarian too, right? Like technology, yeah. internet. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So I think what's going to end up happening as we move from Pluto being in Capricorn, where we had this like forced initiation or change to our government structures and how they are run and mm-hmm. how we need to know what's going on, that's going to go on into Aquarius. Now that we know what's going on, now that we see it, mm-hmm. there are these fresh ideas that we're going to try and come up with and out of the box thinking that people are going to start going towards in order for us to fix what we've seen between between 2008 and 2023. A mm-hmm. lot of people are going to start a lot. about it. And we've been seeing it, you know, like gentle parenting has not been as big of a thing as it has been in the last year. In the last year, it has blown up. And Pluto has been towards the end of Capricorn trying to get into Aquarius as things like that are coming up. Definitely people are going to be doing more homeschooling, for mm-hmm. sure. Because they saw the systems kind of crash when COVID happened. Yeah. like, well, you're not teaching my kid anything. Now that I see it, because I got to mm-hmm. be here and help you teach my kid, you're not teaching them shit. So like, I'm going to just homeschool them now. So it's going to be many communities of like homeschooling when Pluto goes into Aquarius. So people need to get on board and understand mm-hmm. that the change is coming. Like that's going to happen. So either whether you like it or not, get prepared. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. I strongly agree with that. Like shit's different. It's. It just is. <laughs> I love that you just started to tell us a little bit about like what you could anticipate as part of the changes based on these planets and the energy that they carry in the houses that they're going to be in. What are some other, other things that you feel like might happen out of this energy collectively? Like what kind of change might we see? I love, because it's both half, both Saturn is moving into Pisces in March <laughs> and Pluto is moving to Aquarius in March. So this is like a whole new world. Yeah, they're both moving to the next sign over basically. Yeah. 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 And, and think about, um, I was just thinking how like, you know, you're talking about Aquarians feel like they're alien. Well, Pisces also has a similar vibe where they're in yeah, this they're like other world. dimension. <laughs> yeah. They're like, not this reality. We want it's other just watery. <laughs> Yes, it depends on what your definition of alien is. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Totally. So for sure, <laughs> alien underwater or alien in space. <laughs> that part, like for sure, like we're we're really thinking about reality. <laughs> and because 
we're going to definitely go towards spending more time online. That's happening. AI is going to become more of a thing when Pluto goes into Aquarius. That's going to happen. We're going to get more fresh ideas through technology on how to fix the problems that we have seen. That's going to happen. Okay. Those things are going to happen. We're going to have more people moving in the middle of nowhere and then starting up a farm. Mm. And then those people are going to look like they're in a cult and yep. they just don't want to be on the grid anymore. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's going to happen. Like more groups and you finding your tribe, that's going to happen. Celebrity culture will probably fall because Aquarius energy is not into like moving right. with the trends. They want to create their own trends. Because they then it's, that's also opposing all the Leo energy, right? Yeah. So then yeah. it's like all that self narcissism and the all that. So that makes sense. I didn't even think about it like that too. 100%. You're going to find your, your tribes and they're going to be small little niches kind of here and there, instead of it being like Kylie Jenner has like 70 million, like nobody, I mean, I think nobody cares right now, to be honest with you, I think she's been bullying Selena Gomez and people have been really mad about it. And they've been reporting her to like Instagram and all these social media places to get her off because she's just like, it's stuff like that. That's going to continue. We're going to see celebrity ism fall. Like Good. it's just not going to be a thing anymore. <laughs> so that's Pluto going into Aquarius, but Saturn going into Pisces, Pisces loves like the delusion and Saturn loves to give you reality. It loves yeah, that's like opposing forces. Yeah. This is going to be fascinating to watch on because Saturn yes. is structure. <laughs> Saturn is like yes, yes. It wants structure. It wants order. It wants you to understand what reality is. When you're going through your first Saturn return around, I was just thinking about Saturn return. My friends that yeah. are going through their Saturn return that have Saturn it's and Pisces. In the face. It's just like, oh, you mean like my parents aren't responsible for? No, they're not. Um, not at all. <laughs> Oh, I have to be the authority in my life. Like I decide what happens. Yeah. It's Who's going to tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. So it loves to bring in reality. Like you said, structure, organization, order. It loves to do that, but it's trying to do that in like <laughs> crazy. I don't want to be here on this planet. Let me be in a spiritual dimension, Pisces. So just go bringing, swim and, and, you know, so we're seeing what I'm thinking we're going to see is a lot of structure to spiritual spaces. Yeah. I, I wonder, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No, no, I was, no. I was going to say, I wonder if we'll see more controlled, like, um, clinical ex experimental treatment using substances that help with the reorganization of how you perceive reality. So already, like, you know, LSD and, um, psilocybin and that stuff. So, so like Saturn yep. is the control. Let's do this, the, do this, the quote unquote, right way or the best way, but we're still working through this dimensional space to understand how the brain perceives reality and to help people with their yep. spirituality, their mental health, their addiction situation. So I see that as like, the way Saturn can actually promote not the delusion, but the, the delving into that extra dimensional space where we actually exist at the soul level. Right. So yeah. I, I think this might be a fascinating next few years. <laughs> I for sure feel you. I, Cause it makes me think of like, um, like how I, you know, I'm introducing all these different alternative modalities for healing, but then I'm like, oh, they also have these like ketamine assisted therapy things where it's like tying in spiritually, but then you're like, 
it's ketamine. <laughs> it's still right. drugs. It's drugs. But it's in a controlled <laughs> environment. They have a clinic. They have licensed therapists, licensed nurses. And so to me, that's that, like what you're explaining, that's that merge of like spirituality, but drugs, but, you know, like controlled. I think that is big. And I think it's going to hit the psychological community harder than most other spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's even- like revolutionary, right? Yeah. Because I think we're what we talked about when we first opened this thing, like timelines and things as such, I think that the physics are going to get to a point where they understand a little bit closer, where there's some like actual factual evidence that you can see that there is something else going on outside of what we can see. 100%. So, do you also think that generationally that this, this transition into Pisces energy is also why so many people are having their like awakening feeling like, or, um, I'm getting more people who aren't so spiritual come to me with the signs and synchronicities and their experiences that they're like trying to make sense of. What I think is happening on that level is that's just Neptune being in Pisces. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Because I have seen a lot of people wake up ever since Neptune has been in Pisces, Mm -hmm. which is in 2011, I think. So I've seen a lot of people just like start to like deconstruct from Christianity and just kind of leave these like very um, structured uh, religious spaces and go more towards spiritual. Even if you go to Christian spaces, they will say like, oh, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Like they'll still even say stuff like that. So I think that's just Neptune for me, Neptune, but it's going to get reactivated because Saturn and Neptune will have a conjunction in Pisces. And that's going to be something that's going to be a big marker because that only happens once every like 29 years. So it's going to be delicious to see. And I think it's, it's a good thing. And I've, I've talked about this before because once to me, once Neptune goes into Aries, we're gonna, the people who are doing all this spiritual work, we're gonna have to defend Mm-hmm. <laughs> our spiritual stuff like it's going to be a situation where people are going to ask for like okay what's the evidence where well, mm-hmm. we're about to get the evidence when Saturn goes through Pisces we just need to do the research and follow people who are actually doing the work right. so that when they do come to us and be like okay so you can tell time through like watching the planets and it's like yeah uh-huh. let me tell you why this is what happened with Aristotle this is what happened with Socrates they got it from Egypt okay and then they all came together and then they figured it out later on in this space like you have to be able to have answers and we don't a mm-hmm. lot of us don't we just like I don't know it just works personal and experience yeah, yeah like, because we like what we're literally going through on an individual level, like our synchronicities, our signs, our intuition, being on in on point with things. How do you explain that and prove it to somebody without validation? So they're gonna be like, well, like you said, prove it, show the receipts. <laughs> right. That part, that part. I think it's hap- it's gonna happen pretty soon when Neptune goes into to I wonder if we'll get some visible UFOs. I was, I was thinking about that like 10 minutes earlier when we were talking about some of this stuff. I'm like, I wonder if we're going to actually see shit like finally with our physical eyes, more than just people having these experiences on a personal level. I wonder if we're going to have a collective experience. So that wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me either. I wonder too. It's popping up now. Like the UFOs have been definitely intense in the last two weeks for sure. Oh, I would say for the last couple of years too, especially there's a lot more discussion and and there's a lot more release of 
um, government documents and people coming out and saying, oh yeah, I have had this experience as a, you know, a flight pilot for, you know, the last 10 years, we see these things all the time. Like, people coming out and saying it. Yeah. Like, and oh, they're not wow. like, they're not like the super weirdo, you know, no, like they'll be, oil. it's like, no, these are regular people. Like or yeah, people Navy in the, <laughs> yeah, Navy pilots. I was just going to say like military people, like, yeah. For sure. And they've been holding this information for a while. And personally, I don't think uh, aliens are going to look the way that we think that they look. Mm-hmm. We've done our thing as humans where we make things look like us. Like, why would we mm-hmm. assume that aliens have arms? Why would we assume that? I don't know. Wow. I have had probably 40% of the people that I regress, um, regress to some existence as an ET. And uh, I haven't had one yet that describes themselves as humanoid. They're all very, very different. Right. So, um, like insect, like, and, um, like Mio, when she regressed, she was very, she was bipedal, but very, very different from a human structure. So that was wild. (laughs) I'm interested. I'm interested in all of that. I'm not one of those people. I don't even like sci-fi movies. And I think I don't like sci-fi movies because they enjoy dealing with the fear that humans have of the unknown and it's right. like I don't think that the aliens are here to like mess us up because I feel like if they wanted to they could have they would have already yeah <laughs> yep uh, it, yeah like, just ghetto and they're just like locking their cars when they go by <laughs> so <laughs> I did a I did a regression a few days ago and uh one of her iterations she regressed to uh what she described as a little gray alien one of those uh-huh. that are four feet tall. And, uh-huh. and she just kept saying, I just watch we're here and where we watch, we collect information and we report it back to the light, which is source. Oh my gosh, my cat. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I tried to ask as many questions as possible about what she was doing as that form. And very clearly, she even said, I asked her how she felt. And she's like, I don't feel, I don't have feelings. And if you like the discussion about these little grays are that they're more drone-like they're, they're sentient and they're more drone-like, but she said, we just watch, we're collecting data, collecting data. They, she said, we're very worried about planet earth and what's happening to it. And, um, it, it, we do feel sad about that, but she said they were worried about the animals and the plant life because humans are very destructive. So she's she said, we watch, we collect data, we bring it back to source. So that was fascinating. That's interesting to, to listen to. I want more of that. I, I want more of those stories. And I think when Pluto goes into Aquarius, we'll have more spaces for those stories instead of it being, because again, like again, last two weeks, MS, uh, CNN and all these places have been reporting on alien stuff. It hasn't been <laughs> like, you got to go and find the conspiracy right. sites. Like it's like real mainstream media, very much so. So I think we're creating a space for us to have more conversations about out of the box things like alien life. You know what I mean? Like quantum mechanics, quantum stuff. Like with us, and I I think that I I can't wait. So I'm you're already in a space where you're gonna be like really called upon. So I hope you get your shit your shit together because you're gonna definitely be like you're gonna be busy. Hey, uh, so I know, uh, you've been asking that question. I've, I have like 40 clients here who've done that. Um, and so yeah. this is what they know. <laughs> yeah, you got, I've, so yeah. what just, just to loop back to my own personal chart and where Aquarius is and, 
um, the eighth and the ninth house, I just three days ago, I sat down and start writing, started to write the outlines for a couple of different books that I feel like I have to write. Mm -hmm. So, right. So I was like, when you said that, I'm like, oh, it's time. It's going to be like initiation. (laughs) It's probably not going to be a pleasant process, but well, I mean, it will be, let's say it this way, because you all, I think both of you all have your Pluto and Libra, correct? Uh, yes. Yep. Okay. So with both of you all having your Pluto in Libra, you have already went through your Pluto square when Pluto is in Capricorn or you're going if it's towards the end. Okay. And that Pluto square is tough. Like you've gone through a lot of stuff. (laughs) Dude, I'd (laughs) say that's accurate. (laughs) So now with Pluto going into Aquarius, it's a Pluto trine. Mm. So a lot of that- like the force initiation may feel a little bit more like abundant or supportive rather than like tension and yeah, a healthy challenge, a healthy challenge. Yes, right? Like, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Like your friend coming to you, like, you know, you are better than this. Why are you being with him? Like, like that. That's me. <laughs> that's, that's me. <laughs> yes. Like that. <laughs> with love for y'all than it would for like the people who have Pluto and Scorpio like we're about to go through our Pluto square so I'm my Pluto my Pluto square is also because my Pluto and Saturn are conjunct in Libra so that's that's freaking fun it has been a fun last few years drama (laughs) (laughs) my Pluto is conjunct my sun and Mercury is in there too so it's been It's been interesting, right? I love listening to you in your perspective seven about astrology, because just in the, the short time that we spent together in Vegas, talking about, uh, secondary progressions, I Mm. felt like this was like a whole new world for me to understand myself and how to work with it in my life so that I can one, be more accepting of myself and what I'm moving through and how I'm navigating life. And two, basically understanding why I am the way that I am and, and being able to use that to my advantage, to be able to navigate life, like in a fulfilling, healthy, content way. I mean, I just think there's so much potential for people to understand themselves. That makes me so happy. What it makes me happy that I was able to give you a gift the way that you were able to give me one. Yeah. So the reciprocity for me is just like yummy. And then secondly, like people don't know about secondary progressions. Maybe y'all can have me back and we can talk about that. I would love to. I would love to dive into that One of those things, like if you want to see how your soul is going to evolve, there is evolutionary astrology, which one of my astro sisters is getting into right now. But there's also, you could just look at your secondary progressed chart and you get to see how your soul is evolving. So even though my son is in Virgo, my chart kept moving. So right now, presently, I'm not a Virgo. I'm actually a Scorpio. I have a stellium Scorpio going on. That's where I'm at as far as my evolution of my my which my makes soul. sense right like <laughs> anybody who sense. interacts with me can definitely feel the scorpioness on me because i'm just very like let's research let's be a detective let's go into the dark parts where nobody wants to talk about i'm definitely courageous to do it and i want to see it i want i want all of it and then i want to tell everyone about it but i also don't want to go anywhere i just want to be at home <laughs> which makes complete sense to me 
and like you the, said the that secondary you, progressions. Yeah, but you retain you retain still some of the energy of your natal chart, right? Sure, absolutely. And, yeah. and uh, there's a a lovely relationship that goes on between your natal chart and your secondary progress chart because those the secondary progress chart is going to activate some of the planets in your natal chart. So it is it's a whole thing. But yes, you still retain. I still have a lot of Virgo ness for sure. Like that yeah. Never but um yeah it, you get to see like well who am I really today oh I'm Scorpio stellium today actually yeah well, I and I love this because it gives you uh well I'm going to say it this way and maybe it's not the best categorization for it but it gives you permission to evolve as a being right like just because you have this snapshot natal chart doesn't mean that you're always that person that's like saying that you're you in one moment and you don't ever get to grow and change like based on your experiences in in life history it's like a a, it's the natal promise but which is a fancy way of saying like you're almost like a predisposition for (laughs) how certain things may translate into your life so it's not a guarantee it's not saying because you have this this is going to happen to you but it's like this is where you're starting and this is where you can progress to from that point and even right now I was looking, I was like, yeah, I'm a cancer sun and Capricorn moon right now. And I just, (laughs) oh my God. And I just think about like how much we've like trash talked, like, you know, just me and I have had so much fun, like trash talking, not, you know, not not cancers. Yeah. Not for real, but like can't hurt. She would be like moody crabs, cancers. And now here she is. God, they're freaking crying again. Like, oh my God. And then for me, like Virgo-ness for me has been has been kind of tough for me. Uh, my dad's a Virgo. He has got a lot of Virgo in his chart and we butt heads. And, and so I'm like, Oh, Virgo men, Virgo men. And here I am like with a You're Virgo. Like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, God. like with astrology, it will humble you every single time before Absolutely. I got it. Like uh, astrology for real, for real. I hated Leos. I hated them. I did not understand them. Leos and Aries, like they yeah. could just rocks, both of them. And then I found out I was a Leo moon and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> well, there's that. It's, <laughs> it's the epitome of the mirror, right? It like is. it is a mirror. And in fact, the part of myself that I do not, I do not I like emotions. I do not like it. But I mean, honestly, if you look in your chart, oftentimes, not always, but often the Zodiac signs that are in your 12th house and your eighth house, you're not, you're not, you're not having the best time in those particular spaces because they're hidden spaces. The only time that you can be okay is if you have placements in that eighth or 12th house, then you have access to that energy and you can be a little bit more empathetic to that particular Zodiac sign. But in general, if you look at your chart and you look at the 12th house and you look at the eighth house, you'll be like, oh yeah, I don't really jive very well with those people <laughs> which unironically is leo and aries for me too <laughs> oh my god what's well, gemini and aquarius and pisces for me right or, or i'm sorry in capricorn for me so that's funny that's funny but i am i have a moon in aquarius so i do tend to like aquarians because i speak the same language as them but Gemini's for sure. I'm like, what the fuck is up with you? 
when I do readings for Gemini's, like whether it's their birth chart or, or even sitting down to record a reading, I have the hardest time landing their energy where it's even hard time for me to sit still long enough to tune into them. I feel like I'm all over the place like this when I'm going to read for them and I'm like, okay, I got to sit my ass down. (laughs) Yeah. It's like ground yourself Mm -hmm. because you know, like Gemini, for anybody who needs to know, I just did a series on modality and elements. So because of the combination of air and it being mutable, air is mm. flexible, mutability is flexibility. The, Gemini is the most scattered. Oh, it's all over the place. Most scattered. And it's supposed to be, and it's pure right. energy. Its purpose is to go get the information mm-hmm. from everywhere. Like that's what it's supposed to do. So it can't be in this space, but I like right now, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be doing a reading now. I'm supposed to, um, when I go and talk to this particular person who's actually my daughter, she has a lot of air in her chart. I already know, that's why I'm not like trying to get off the phone quickly because I know she's not going to be on time. I just already know (laughs) and she's going to be distracted all over the place because that's just the way she is and that's okay. So in those cases, like with the Gemini folks, I let them talk. I'm like, hey, Mm -hmm. this is your time. Now, if you want to talk the entire client, that's fine. I'm still going to get paid. But if you want to, you want to hear from me, you're going to have to sit and listen. And that's the stuff, that's the stuff I will say. And that's okay. It doesn't bother me if we want to just sit here and just shoot the shit. I'm, yeah. I'm I mean, I have Mercury on the ascendant. I can talk all day, but I mean, you came for a reason. So yeah. you need to ground yourself. That's <laughs> so awesome. Um, seven, was there anything else that you wanted to add in to just kind of wrap up or tie into today or anything that we didn't mention? The outer planets, we've already talked about it, but like to wrap up the outer planets are so deliciously powerful, even though they are generational planets or planets that, that deal with the collective, Mm -hmm. they can really show up in your life in a big way, depending on your chart. So it's very, very advantageous of most people um, to like start looking at your chart now in the beginning Mm -hmm. of March or at the end of February to see where these big changes are going to happen. You will fill it in your house, but if it's going to aspect like through a square or a conjunction or a sextile, like it is going to show up pretty big in your life. So definitely look into it for yourself. But if you do need help, We have people here, myself included, that would love to help you try and unpack that so you can plan for the next two and a half years for Saturn being in Pisces. And we're talking like 20 years for Pluto being in Aquarius. It's a really good time to do that. Like hurry up, but take your time. Hurry up, Uh, but take your time. So, and one more time, can you tell everybody how they can find you and how they can book a session with you? Yes. So I have a booking link on my Instagram page. Um, So all you have to do is go there, click it. It'll get you right to wherever you need to uh, book. Um, But Instagram is Black Girl Magi with two eyes. Just because it's Black Girl in the title doesn't mean that you have to be Black. (laughs) (laughs) I've had to talk about that. It's just in a lot of other spaces, there are a lot of other names that do not include Black people and Black people still go. So it's just one of those things where just because it's Black there doesn't mean that like if you show up as a white girl, I'm just going to be like, well, who are you? Right, right, right. Oh, no, because I'm all up on your page. I'm all up on your page. (laughs) 
So please come find me, Black Girl Magi Eyes on Instagram, Black Girl Magi on TikTok, uh, Black Girl Magi9928 on YouTube. And then the Patreon is also Black Girl Magi. And then do you have an actual website for Black Girl Magi yet? Or is that- yeah, I mean, I've been so focused on like creating this astro school that okay. I haven't gotten to it yet because I really do want to start doing blog entries mm-hmm. and really like talk about these transits in a mm-hmm. full fleshed way. But yeah, I'm literally it's a lot of work <laughs> and tests and assignments for my students. So I'm just booked. <laughs> You're keeping busy. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm so yeah. happy for you. Yeah, it's super Thank exciting. You. So exciting to see how this is going to unfold for you. Yeah. And we would definitely love to have you back and where we can just, just dive in and and talk about this shit because, you know, we, we geek out over it because it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing tool. Astrology is an amazing tool to help understand yourself, understand your friends and family, understand what's going on in your life and how you can just stay riding the waves of energy that are going to work for you and how you can use it to, you know, whether it's grounding or expanding it's, you know, making sure it's in alignment with, with how you were, how you were born. So we are very, very grateful to have you here today. And thank you for, um, thank you for coming on and chatting with us and sorry, we kept you over. That's okay. She'll be fine. (laughs) Well, everybody, anybody else listening? Um, I am at Mio Baklini and Shannon is at Gratitude Maven, but you can follow our page at Souls and Stardust Podcast as well as soulsandstardustpodcast.com where you can listen to the first five seasons of our show um, on any major platform as well as we have uh, YouTube readings and we have our collective membership for $22 a month. Um, And we have all kinds of good, good stuff coming up this year. So we're, we're grateful to have you guys here. Yeah. And if you would like to try that past life regression meditation that is listed on our YouTube channel, so you could try it out. Seven says, do it, do it. (laughs) (laughs) She's good. (laughs) All right, y'all. We love you. And we'll talk to you very soon. Okay. Bye.